packed show today. We've got all the latest, a recap of what happened at the Turning Point Summer Summit, Tampa, Florida. Myself, President Trump, Governor DeSantis down there. But I want to also let you know that there is a new book coming out tomorrow. That's right. It's coming out tomorrow. Charlie Kirk's latest, The College Scam. Charlie's been working on this for a while. I've got a pre-ordered copy of it or a copy that he was able to give me over the weekend. How America's universities are bankrupting and brainwashing away the future of America's youth. The college scam. And by the way, all proceeds from book sales go to Turning Point USA. The book release date is tomorrow, Tuesday, July 26th. Make sure you go in, you get your pre-order, go and select this book now. This is a, it's a fantastic read. We read a lot of it while we were on the plane. Tanya was saying she wants my copy of it because we thought we had a couple copies of it, but we think the baby may have dropped one out of the stroller. It's a long story. Anyway, go. Don't let your baby steal your stroller book <laughs> of the college camp. Go get your copy today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is July 25th, 2022, Anno Domini. We are back in Washington, D.C., doing the show, even though all weekend spent the time in Tampa. So the first segment up, we are going to give you a recap, some of the speeches, some of the outtakes. If you weren't there, you're going to have a little bit of fear of missing out. You're going to have that FOMO because we're going to do the Turning Point Summer Summit recap. Next, the headlines, Lavrov's new threat in Ukraine and Media Matters loses it at me, right? What did I do? Next, the White House changing the definition, what a recession means. And then finally, the House Intel Committee warning of targeted bioweapons, personalized bioweapons. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Each of the young Americans here today is coming of age at a pivotal time in our nation's history. Like so many generations before you, you are the front lines of a momentous struggle that will determine the future of America. The goal is to get the football in the end zone. And so we've been able to know the different pressure points. We've been able to know when we had leverage, when we didn't. And we've been able to craft an agenda that's been aimed to have maximum returns. And that's what we've done. And I can tell you, we do it by going on offense, not cowering on defense. Understand, the republic is in play. We are now in the fourth turning. If you understand what the fourth turning is, that is the time where it's always darkest before the dawn. They say there's 80-year cycles the time goes through. And there's a book called The Fourth Turning. I absolutely recommend that all of you go out and read this book to understand that the fourth turning comes when people have become soft, when people have become so affluent and so wealthy and so powerful that, I mean, you see this in Rome, you see this in so many countries where they become decadent, where we, we make uh, controversies and conflicts out of phantoms, right? This is the greatest country in the world. And yet for some reason, you've got these liars in the media, you've got these liars in government coming out and telling you that it's not. And then they, they are pumping us full of drugs. They're pump, the Chinese Communist Party is pumping fentanyl. They're working with the cartels. They're pushing illegals. They're pushing drugs over our border. These are crises that are manufactured. I want, if there's anything I want to drill home today, it's that all of these problems are manufactured. So those are just a couple of snippets of three of the guests 
President Trump, Governor DeSantis, myself, go back and check out tpusa.com. You can see all the um, all the speeches are there. I know Rumble also has it up as well at the Turning Point USA page. But really, guys, what an incredible event. And the fact that we had so many kids, and really it was because I would say about 90% of the people in that room, the people at that convention center, of the 5,000 people that were there, 90% under the age of 25. And what does that mean? So that goes to show you that all of those polls that you see that say, oh, the youth are turning this way, the youth are turning that way, you can't, um, and there's no hope, there's, there's, you know, conservatism is dead, and this whole movement is dead, and just forget about it and go home because, well, it's just a bunch of old people who are mad about change, and they're going, no, absolutely wrong. All of that's absolutely wrong. And the videos, the pictures, the images, and the people that I met, the people that I met, came up and said, we want to do this. We, we agree with you. We believe in you. We want to keep going. I had somebody come up to me. I kid you not. I'm going to say this. I had somebody come up that said, I've been, I've been watching you since I was 11. Now I'm on my way into college and they're going to Liberty, right? That's the point that we've got with some of these things. So we're going to have so many people now going to colleges, getting involved. And by the way, the chapters, I really want to drive this point home because I know it sounds like like I'm pitching and, oh, you know, that's just something Charlie wants you to say. No, 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 seriously. When you gather together, when you bring people together for a singular focus and that focus of creating a turning point chapter, okay, but it's not just about turning point. It's about what you do with your chapter, what you do with your organization, the activism, the events, people that you bring to campus, debates. These are the things that you can do to actually make a difference, whether you're on campus, whether you're off campus, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. The fact that you're forming those things means you are now part of a chain of a link in an, a link of a chain, I should say, in an entire organization that's nationwide. And we hold events like this. We hold gatherings like this. And I consider them to be summits. So SAS is kind of like the summer summit, but then coming up right around the corner, it's going to be very fast, by the way is the Winter Summit, which is going to be two, maybe even three times as big as what we just saw. You saw 5,000 there. I'm thinking I'm thinking we can get 15,000 in Phoenix for America Fest. You have no idea what is coming. This is going to be the biggest conservative event, right? That was the Student Action Summit. This is America Fest. This might be the biggest conservative event, you know, outside of a Trump rally in the entire history of the conservative movement. And we need to be there. We need you there. We need everybody there because look, if you missed out on SAS, you definitely don't want to miss America Fest. There was a statement by Lavrov where he came out and said, because the West, with which Joe Biden, right, the illegitimate president, is the head of the, signing off on these decisions. They're now sending these long range missile systems, the HIMARS, the rockets, the artillery that can strike into, they're talking about striking Crimea. They're talk, talking about striking inside Russia with this stuff. And they said, we are expanding the parameters of the special military operation. We are no longer only interested in Donbass. We are going to continue forward. And when Lavrov speaks, you better listen, because he's the one who's telling you all for he's he's no kayfabe. This guy, he's no cap. He's telling you exactly what's coming. So the clip you just heard, that was me on Steve Bannon's war room from Saturday morning. And Media Matters lost their mind because I 
what I said on that clip. And by the way, the phrase that I'm using on that clip, when I say no cap, okay, that's slang. It's just slang. It's internet slang. It's Zoomer slang. No cap means, it's about talking about your teeth, right? No caps on your teeth. So no cap means something that's real. And yet Media Matters comes out and says, oh, Posobiec was, was praising, praising Lavrov, praising. I said, no, I'm not praising. Understand what words mean. If you don't understand like the current slang, the current lingo, like maybe go look it up, maybe go do some work. Oh no, you're not gonna do that because you think you got a gotcha, but actually I got you. So I got you for being ridiculous, for being a mid, but that's what you are, Media Matters. You're just a bunch of mids. Because here's Zero Hedge, by the way, and oh, the Times of Israel, the Associated Press, everything else saying, you need to pay attention to what Sergei Lavrov says. Every single one of them in lockstep agreeing with who? With Poso, but two days after I said it first. Because what am I saying here? This is very clear, and let's get serious for a second. What they're talking about now in Ukraine, from the Russian military operation pers operational perspective, they're saying that because the United States has decided to give this HIMARS system, the HIMARS is a multiple um, medium-range artillery rocket system, because they have sent that, that system to Ukraine, which is a longer range rocket system than they've ever had before, Russia is responding by number one, going forward and saying that they're going to take more geography. And what did Lavrov say? Now the geography is different. It's far from being only the Donetsk and Lugansk People's Republics. It's also Kherson, Zaporizhia, Oblasts, and a number of other territories. In his interview, he said, hi, Mars. Here's the actual thing. I know I botched it before. High mobility artillery rocket systems made by Lockheed Martin are the kind of threat that will pose a direct threat, the kind of weapon that will pose a direct threat to our territory and the territory of those republics who have declared their independence. The HIMARS has provided to Ukraine with a range of 50 miles, putting them within easy reach of Crimea, which Kiev and the United States insist is legally still part of Ukraine. It depends on the geography. Then you switch it back over to just last night. So this is after my interview with Bannon. And of course, we're doing, you know, Bannon's back doing the show, even after everything that happened during his trial last week, everything that happened and sentencing comes up in October, right? Hasn't come out yet. He's still doing the show. He's right back in the saddle, right back into the war room. He said he came on on Friday and he said, I was on assignment. He said he was on assignment. Okay. Now you've got Lavrov out again just last night. And what did he say? Here's the Times of Israel through AP. Russia appears to have reversed course with the country's top diplomat now saying that Moscow's overarching goal is to topple the government of President Zelensky as Russian artillery barrages and airstrikes continue to pummel the cities, specifically talking about Odessa. And you guys remember, there's no program that's talked more about Odessa than Human Events Daily. Show me another program, show me another crew, show me another podcast that actually went to Odessa. We even went to Mikolaev, which is the city just before Odessa, if you're coming from Kherson, which is the last Russian-controlled city. Mikolaev is the first Russian-controlled, excuse me, first Ukrainian-controlled city on the way to Odessa. We're the ones that actually went out. We did the night train to Odessa. We were obsessing over this city. And I'm telling you, this is exact, this is the crown jewel of the Russian empire. This is the city of Catherine the Great. This is what the Russians want back. 
And if you think that us telling you what their plans are and what their designs are because of its key geostrategic interest as a warm water port on the Black Sea, Russia being a land power, is praising, then it doesn't actually seem like you're paying attention. What we do here is analysis, geopolitics. That's why we've been focused on Odessa. That's why I went there. That's why Lavrov is saying what he's saying right now. So media matters. You can go shove it. This is not an economy that's in recession, but we're in a period of transition in which growth is slowing and that's necessary and appropriate. And um, we need to be growing at a steady and sustainable pace. So there is a slowdown and businesses can see that. And that's appropriate given that People now have jobs and we have a strong labor market. It's it's not a recession. It's just a transition to an economy that's now slow and contracting. It's it's totally different from a recession. You see, because apparently all we do now is change around words. So we're going to change around the words of, of, of what is a woman. And if you apparently if you go to the Merriam-Webster dictionary now, it says the opposite of someone who identifies as a man. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Isn't that also saying that there's only two genders, man and female? Like, you still haven't quite figured out what it is you're trying to say. They think it's a gotcha, but they actually haven't. It, this is the, the, the actual genius of the what is a woman question because it really does trip them up. They haven't figured it out. So now we have to add one to that for the financial world. So we've got a White House. And by the way, a currently sitting Supreme Court justice who cannot define what a woman is but now they can't define what a recession is because here we go in Fox News, uh, foxbusiness.com had the headline. White House says second consecutive quarter of negative GDP unlikely to be indicative of a recession. Well, wait, hold on a second. That's how a recession is defined. Two negative quarters of GDP growth. So if you have negative growth, right, if your GDP is shrinking for two quarters in a row. By the way, one thing that I will try to, I will always endeavor to do this here on the show is if there is some uh, some jargony type language, whether it's military, whether it's finance, whether it's anything else that we talk about, I will always do my best to try to break that down because I think jargon is a tool of intimidation. I think jargon is a tool of, it, it gets so many people, uh, it's, it's currency, right? But people use it to beat you over the head. And they say, well, if you can't understand this jargon, then then you must not matter and you must not count. And I say, no, I'm not like that. I'm not like that. I'm still, you know, I'm from outside Philly. We don't talk that way. And so here's what it's basically, it, it just basically means this, the economy is getting smaller. And for two quarters in a row, that means you're in a recession. That's the basic, simple definition. And now what they're trying to do, because they know the numbers are coming out and they know, and we told you this last week, I said it on one of the programs I was on last week. Might have been this one, might have been more. They, they kind of blur together a little bit. Let's be honest. They know what's coming. And instead of actually telling you the truth, because of course, here's the problem for them. They know what's happening is because of their policies, because of their ridiculous MMT, the mass money theory experimentation that was done at the beginning of the Biden administration. Just print as much money as you want and the US government can do this and it won't matter. It won't affect the economy. And yet we've come here on Human Events Daily day in and day out. We've told you about the Katayan effect. We told you that when the crown injects more gold 
into this into the kingdom the people who benefit the most are the ones closest to the throne at the expense of those furthest away we've known this for hundreds of years and yet they think that just because they come up with some new theory right they come up with some some new halfalutin way to think of this that it's going to change basic economics look here's the way the world works food energy money that's how your world works legit you can't get away from those things because you can't get away from reality no matter how much you want to try to to think of this food fuel right these are the things and then currency of course is the way by which we get outside of the barter system but if you start twisting these things into new into new theories, if you start, if I say, well, it's just a capital injection into the markets and the and the, the liquidity. Of, stop, just stop right there, because we know what you're doing. You're overheating the economy, and that's why it's contracting now. And who has to pay the price? Moms and dads. It's the main streets. It's the small business owners in this country. Those are the ones who have to pay the price, and the people who just want to fill up their gas tanks and go for a trip this summer. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. I'm sure you're aware that the Russian propaganda groups are already putting out there all kinds of information about how they've uncovered a plot by the Ukrainians to release biological weapons in the country and with NATO's coordination. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100 percent it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Well, we seem to be talking about DNA every day now as a society. And it also seems like every day we're worried about some other new bioweapon. And we're talk we could talk about China, we could talk about Ukraine, we could talk about Soviet bioweapons, but at the Aspen Security Conference. And this is being held it's over there in Aspen, obviously. You got the head of the CIA there. You got the heads of the Pentagon there. This is the elite of the, the real government, by the way, not President Biden, right? He'll go over to Saudi Arabia. He doesn't care. By the way, Governor Gavin Newsom over there measuring the drapes in the Oval Office while President Biden's over in Saudi Arabia. But go look at Aspen and what are they talking about? Zero Hedge has a story. Two members of congressional intelligence committees have warned that warned Americans that information gathered from DNA testing kits such as 23andMe and others, and as well as those used in agriculture, could be used to develop bioweapons targeting specific groups of Americans or even individuals. Representative Jason Crow, Democrat from Colorado, who sits on the House and Intel Committee, warned that Americans are trust too trusting with their DNA in the hands of private companies. There are now weapons under development that are designed to target specific people. Some of these, by the way, can be made to target actual individuals themselves, right? You can make DNA that think of this, right? Think of the ability you could eject yourself with this bioweapon. But if you're not someone that the bioweapon is targeting, then you're immune to it. But if you come into contact with that person and just breathe around them, the one that it's targeted to, then it affects them and it kills them dead. This was actually a theory back. Do you remember when Putin 
was holding those meetings in Russia and he had that long table, that crazy long table. And then he put Macron there and he put Schultz there. Remember that table. And then do you also remember when Macron said, I refuse to be tested. I refuse, I refuse to be tested for COVID when he went to, to Moscow. Why? Because he said he didn't want the Russians to have his DNA. And we just kind of blew past that. Okay, take those two data points and now add on this, the idea of personalized bioweapons. Is this something that our world leaders are actually scared of or actually view as a serious threat to them? That potentially they could inject themselves with a personalized bioweapon and then give it to somebody that they wanted to take. I don't know. Right. I don't know. But I do know that that's something that they're obviously talking about. They're talking about it at the Aspen Security Conference itself. This is crazy. This is like something out of the Resident Evil series, because, you know, this is going to be abused. You know, this is going to go absolutely get out of, out of control. Oh, private companies making designer bioweapons. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Could even go worse. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you this. It might even be worse than the Resident Evil Netflix series. I'm I know, I know. But stay strong. We will get through this together with prayer and God at our side. And that is all the time we have here. Human Events Daily. Remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends. And then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. What did we talk about today? We talked about you and the fact that you missed the Turning Point Summer Summit recap. But that's not true because I know so many people were coming up to me at the event. And so they got their promo code with Poso. By the way, they let me walk out to Poso. Just saying, just saying pretty cool, right? Guys, can I walk out to my promo code? And they say yes, right? Thank you very much, Turning Point USA, for letting that happen. That amazing moment come into existence in the universe. Next, though, on a serious note, the new threat from Lavrov, I accurately predicted it, and then Media Matters lost their minds considerably. Third, the White House changing the definition of what it means to be in a recession. And then finally, the House Intel Committee warns of individualized targeted bioweapons. I'm talking Resident Evil style. But before we go, big week ahead. We have so many things planned. We have so much news to get to. We have a lot going on, but we got to go. We got to go to today's history break. Because on this day, all the way back in 1969, just after the moon landing, because remember, we were just talking about the moon landing. Well, the exact same weekend as that moon landing, Senator Ted Kennedy drove a car into the water in Chappaquiddick with a girl in it named Mary Jo Kopechny. He left the scene of that accident. And then on this day, he pled guilty to that. I think one of the only reasons that he actually survived politically and got elected, what, four, five, six more times to the Senate in Massachusetts is because it happened the exact same weekend as the moon landing. That took, a boy, took up so much attention. But don't forget, these are the people that make up our ruling elite. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore. <laughs>